Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 304. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football, CFL football, for the next 120 minutes. Well, 119 in 10 seconds. Anyhow, that's beside the point. Okay, so we got Will McDonald and Mark Weddle and on the panel tonight. Uh, Charles Cliff is uh, working late and didn't, uh, wasn't able to join us. I really don't have a rant about anything right now. I'm just really getting tired of this, all the shit going on with the Atlantic schooners and how everybody thinks that they're, oh, this, this is like a done deal, and they're selling T-shirts now. I think selling T-shirts is a little premature when you don't have a fucking stadium, okay? Like, come on. You don't have the money for the stadium. You don't have the stadium. You don't have the location for the stadium. You don't have anything. You don't even have the location for the Touchdown Atlantic game that's coming up. Seriously, Fort Mac was better organized than you guys are. You couldn't take care of a wet dream. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. This is just another thing from the 80s when the Atlantic Schooners did all, went all balls out and got logos done and got this done and everything else and, that, and, and, and failed. Failed miserably because they didn't have a stadium. No different this time around. When are they going to stop talking about this and put the, you know, Rubber to the pavement and get something happen. Turn the shovel over and start a stadium. You got three years before you could join the league. What is this, 2019? You're not coming in until, what, 2024 now? It's fucking ridiculous, okay? I'm just sick and tired of listening about the Atlantic schooners. CFL needs a 10th team, but we don't need one that flounders. Okay, we need a strong, viable franchise. Ottawa. Ottawa had to shit together, and they did it in eight years. Atlanta Schooners has got six months, eight months into this thing now, and they think they're like they're selling T-shirts. Give your head a shake. I don't know. Jesus. I didn't want to rant on anything, but then I just thought about Atlantic Schooners. What a, and you know they come up with this big A for a, for a logo. Well, don't you think that in a team with ten teams, in a league with ten teams, you could be a little more original than stealing a logo from the Argos? And then they turn around and they've got the Buffalo plaid that the Ottawa Red Blacks use for their, all of their logo wear. And they're using that on their T-shirts. Like, seriously, is there nobody back there that's got any originality? I have no response. Why? What's going on? Why is Ambrosi even sticking his nose into this one? Man, let them come up. Put the cash down on the table, buy a franchise, and then let's talk about it. But right now, they haven't even get offered. They haven't bought a franchise. They haven't been awarded a team. They don't have a team. There's no such thing as the Atlantic Schooners. The only thing that's there is a Facebook page that after four days had, what, 577 likes? I mean, seriously, let's talk CFL had more likes, more members than that after the first three or four days i give your head a shake this is just absolutely ridiculous i don't know what's going on how does this how does this happen how 
It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. What do they got? What do they got? Hang on. Oh, actually, the Atlantic Schooners official Facebook page only has 182 people that like it, 184 follow it. So two people are following it, but they didn't like it. Oh, my good Lord. Is this the official page? It looks like it's the official page. Still undefeated. Canada's 10th team. Yeah, right. Blow it. Hey, guys, your mics are open. Will, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, I love you. That's funny. Um, What's funny? What you just said, it's funny. It's Tell funny. me I'm wrong. They have... Can you argue with me? No, you're, no, no, that's why you're... That's why you're funny. You're not wrong, okay? They have, what is it, 6,000 people that have committed $50. You know, I really think the reason this is happening is this is Randy Ambrosie's gen, uh, <laughs> Randy Ambrosie's, <laughs> come on, agenda, okay? This is, he's going to make this happen come hell or high water, or at least that's what he thinks. This could be the death blow to the CFL. It it very easily could be, okay? It very easily could be. I mean, I personally think you should be worried about other teams other than the teams that have not even played a game, but it seems that this is his agenda. He's pushing this as hard as he's ever pushed anything. And I like I don't get it. If, Donald Trump's if the num- Well, no, no, but if the numbers aren't there in the beginning, the numbers aren't going to be there. I mean, do you not think that word has got, with social media and all that kind of stuff, don't you think word is out there that they're trying to get a team in Halifax? Where are all the people jumping on the bandwagon? They're not, because I don't think they're interested. I wish they were, but I don't think they're interested. So, I don't know, maybe it'll heat up when it comes closer to a reality, but I still don't think it's going to work. That's just me. So Okay. I, I found another Facebook page. Why, yeah. And it, for the Atlantic Schooners, and it's now got 645 likes. So it, it's up a whopping, a whopping 70 likes since what yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And did you see their logo? It says "Established 1984." Right. Was it? I was wow, drunk a lot of those years, so I did. I was drunk a lot of those years, so I didn't realize that that it got established way back then. Okay. Yeah, they consider themselves to have been in the league since '84. Why do they consider themselves in the league since '84? I don't get that. Explain it to me, please. Does that mean that the Montreal Concords are still out there, or the Vancouver Millionaires? <laughs> At least they want a Stanley Cup. The Canucks haven't. That's true. I don't know, man. It's just I, 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 I really don't know what 
what is going to happen with this league in general this year. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting around waiting and seeing. I can't wait till opening game of the CFL season to see what yeah, everything looks like. Yeah, that's if we have like. one. Well, yeah. It'd be real nice if but they I started mean, talking. But, I mean, you know, all these players are talking solidarity. We're not going to sign, but you see little dribs and little drabs of guys signing. Medlock signed the other day in Winnipeg. He doesn't want to be without a job. Okay. So, and then, and then there's the guys that are all going to the NFL. Obviously, they don't believe in solidarity either because I'm telling you, I'm thinking 90% of them aren't not going to, are not going to make the opening day of the NFL this year. So, We'll see what happens. Very interesting. Very interesting. Have, has any of the players that have been out. signed? Have any None. of the players that have been signed in the NFL None. have no um, bonuses? Right? None. None. No, they've all been None. signed to future so contracts. They're all. That's future. like an that's like an empty contract. Okay. None. Strange totally and completely. So, you're just fodder. Yeah. Yeah, they've all signed Adam Singletary or Adam Adam Singletary. Alex. My God, Alex, Alex I can't even remember his name anymore. You see, Singleton? once you say I'm not playing, once you you say I'm not playing for the Stampeders anymore, I forget your name completely because you're nothing to me. <laughs> Anyways, Adam Singletary or Adam Singleton? What's his name? Anyways, that Singleton. Guy, him. Singleton, Singleton, he signed a four hundred. He signed a four hundred. He signed a four hundred and fifty dollar contract, which is a rookie contract in the NFL. And if they were interested in you, they'd give you a signing bonus as well, which did not happen. And as I put out on uh, Facebook the other day, I don't think he is big enough to play a middle, may play linebacker in the NFL. And he's definitely not fast enough to be a D back in the NFL. So I he's think he's wasting his time. Best. He's special teams. Yeah, at best. Yeah. Absolutely, he's not, maybe. He's not going to be a linebacker in there because their number one job of a linebacker in the NFL is to stop the run. He'll and get he's run not over. big enough to stop the run. That is correct. Running backs in the NFL are bigger than he is. That's correct. And and you know he was never he's not even known in the CFL for his coverage skills. He's a stop the run kind of backer. So and and a granted, he is only what twenty five years old. He can get bigger, no doubt about it. But I don't know. I just don't think they'd be willing to spend that much time. And, and there's a dime a dozen linebackers in the USA that are his size and have his skills. So, well, considering 90% of the CFL is a free agent this year, <sighs> you can pretty much pick who you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, how many – let's face it, guys. How many CFL guys – have made it in the NFL in the last 10 years and stuck. There's a handful. Absolutely a handful. Uh, yeah, but 
a handful, but the only one you ever heard ear of is the guy from BC, the defensive lineman. Cameron Wake. Come on. Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake, okay? And he's a bona fide, legitimate NFL superstar. Yes. Okay? And he's and he's the only one. Well, he's no, the there's a one. there's a there's a there's a DB down in California way somewhere down there, isn't there? You don't mean Browner, do you? Do I? No, he doesn't mean. No, he's in jail. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. He just went to jail. So. <laughs> that would be bad. Well, he was in the NFL hey, for quite a while, so. Oh yeah, he was a he was a legit, he was a legit NFL cornerback and a starter, yep. and he played yeah. for Calgary for four or five years. Yes, Brandon Browner. Yeah, but that's what now I mean. he's retired. Now he's retired and he's gone to jail for attempted murder. Yeah. So. Right, him. Him. I'm not going. He, he, he did gonna, make it. He did make yes, it. He did. Like yes, he I can't there. think of anybody else. He, got a, he has that. a pension with the NFL. Yes, he does. Okay, that to me yes, is making does. it. So, so, so somebody can cash his pension check every week and put it in the little Truck. bank account that prisoners have, and he'll yeah. be able to buy cigarettes and and candy or whatever. Yeah. So, there you go. Ridiculous. I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something about the boy in the hood and the hood and the boy, but I'm not gonna say that. So, yeah. anyways. So so be it. Yeah. No. And so there's just not legitimate guys that make the NFL from the CFL that much. Okay. And why would this year it be any different? The talent in the CFL has not increased that much that I think some of these guys are going to make it. No. I mean, I think no. the guy from I think the guy from Edmonton, Duke Williams, I think he's got a legit shot because it seems the NFL are is going to bigger and bigger possession receiver guys and he's a big guy and yeah. he can catch the ball. But oh, uh, yeah. what's yeah, and his he gets name? yak yards. What's his What's his name out of Toronto or out of Ottawa? Come on. What's his name? The wide receiver. Spencer. Spencer. Dante, I mean, Dante he's, a spe- he's, a, he's a special special teams guy at best. He's not big enough to play wide receiver in the NFL. No, he's a kick returner. Yep. Yeah. He is. And, and you know, he may and, make and his mark tell, at that. <laughs> well, yeah, but don't tell me. Don't tell me you can't find kick returners in the States. Okay, you got to come to the CFL? I don't think so. Well, all you got is their the rosters. They've got 90 but guys need, on the roster now. Right. But they need blocking dummies for camp. Yeah. And they need guys for camp. So there you go. Yep. They've got there are nine, they can have 92 000. roster spots. There are 26,000. NCAA Division One players graduating every year. Yeah. Let's how just how say many? Half of twenty-six thousand. Twenty-six thousand. Okay. Division One. Okay, wow. that's not Division Two or Division Three. That's Division One. Okay? Right. Right. Twenty-six thousand Division One NCAA players graduating every year. Okay, give or take. And. 
people are like shitting their pants about this new football league down in the States and how much talent they're going to steal from the CFL and how much the NFL is hurting the CFL by stealing our big players. 26,000 new people. Okay. Let's you throw can, half of them away start, and say they're not pro ready. Okay. That's 13,000 players. You can start 10 football leagues with 26,000 players. And still have an abundance of players to cut. Yep, that is correct. Yeah, I I listened to all these people online, and I'm sorry. It's not going to affect anything. Well, the AAL can sign players now, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how come not one single guy's gone from the CFL there? I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. You see... And I don't know where I heard it, if I heard it on Let's Talk or if I was reading an article. But they say that when CFL teams go to the States and have these free agent camps, the first thing they do is check to see if these players that are trying out for them can actually even get across the border. Yep. And if they and if they can't, they don't even they're done. It's that simple. So, you know, and some guys don't want to leave the USA, and I understand that. I mean, it's just I don't know. And we don't the CFL doesn't think... get a lot of Division One players anyway. We get the Division Two no. guys. We get North Dakota State and places like that. Eastern Washington. Hey. Yeah. Right. Right? Right. I mean, yeah. look at the big quarterbacks. Yeah. All the big quarterbacks in this league were not Division One. They never had Except for Manziel. Yeah. yeah, but you said right? big quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, all of them. I mean, even Mitchell was not a, a Division One quarterback. There's always another no. player out there. Right? Travis Lule went to Montana. I mean, Dave Dickinson went to Montana State. I mean, those are not Division One players. Right? There have been there have been some in the CFL, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm trying to think. Tommy Clements was a Division One. He was Notre Dame. Well, Warren Moon was, uh, yeah, Warren Moon was at, uh, come on, Mark. I watched him in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I watched him in the Rose Bowl. Oh, I don't remember. Was he Ohio State? No, no, no. No, he was he was Washington Huskies. That's what he was. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So you know, I mean, if you want to form a football league and get good players that play competitive games, there's all kinds of them out there. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that's why uh, John Huffnagel is so is so. Uh, good at what he does because he probably looks at all 26,000 players that play in NC Division A or Division 2, whatever it is. I, I think he's just got a big dartboard and he goes fishing and then comes back and throws a couple darts and there he grabs some players. Well, but, but all, he's a but damn also good dartboard player. Yeah. I also understand John, John Huffnagel has lots and lots and lots of contacts. Of course oh, he does. Because... Yeah, because I mean, he's actually he's got a Super Bowl ring, so so he knows lots of people in the states too. So 
it'll be not denying it'll be that. And, and you, know, you know what? That's what maybe, you need. Maybe is what the maybe is what the CFL needs. Maybe the CFL needs needs a fresh look. Instead of instead of going with the 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 guys that we've had all these years. Well, I think so. we're going to go through a big purge because they, these guys are for the big dollars. And as I was telling Mark offline before this, I mean this uh, the CFL cap goes up by four fifty four thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's it. Yep. So if every player on your fifty two man roster thousand dollar raise your your cap there's people out there looking for 20 and 30 and 50 thousand dollar raises when that happens you can't sign the little guys you can't do it it can't happen somebody has to go and and the the big news today was uh chris randall uh was cut by the winnipeg blue bombers over salary issues, right? Yep. Now, yeah, he's a shutdown corner. He didn't do that good last year. Uh, younger, better, faster, cheaper. Right? He's been replaced. And now if he's going off and looking for 150 k from another team in the CFL for his position, he's going to be unemployed for a long time. How... how People have to be realistic, and, and that's what um, Solly said, right? He said, you know what? He, people said, why did you take a pay cut two years in a row? He goes, because I have to be realistic. He says, I want to play football, and my team needs to operate. If I don't take a pay cut, then I'm hurting my team. I, uh, you know, I think about last year when, when the Stamps lost uh... – Tommy Campbell to Montreal. You know, he was a shutdown corner, but they weren't yeah, willing to beat. pay him a, they weren't willing to pay him $180,000 a season like Montreal did. And who did yeah. they get? They got they got Trey Robertson, who's probably $54,000 a year first year. Yeah. So and and, and, and they didn't miss a beat. Right. Younger, better, faster, so cheaper. Are. Yep. Yep, let's face it. The CFO will always be where the big money is always paid for the quarterback. The, who are the who are the three highest played players on any CFL team? I would say quarterback, defensive star, whoever that might be. And left and, tackle. Uh, and, well, no, in, in Winnipeg, kickers. Anyways. <laughs> True, true story. I'm trying to find out that salary. Left tackle is supposed to be your second highest paid player on the team. Well, I know with Winnipeg, and and for some, for some, for some left tackles, they can't they can't get jobs in the off season, and they have to convert their money, and and it's just terrible. Poor Derek Dennis. I feel bad for him. Do you follow him on Twitter? No. Oh my god. I do I do. It's pathetic. Oh Is he still whining? Nonstop. That's all he does. Yeah. That's all he does. So going back to this AAFL down in the States, did you see the tweet from uh, Odell Willis? Yeah. 
They don't yeah, even have no, cold I cups didn't. for us. Why the hell would we play right. for them? You There's see that extra money they're down giving. There. That, the extra money they're giving to the players, they're not buying cold tubs instead. <laughs> okay, there's been 12 players so far released from the CFL. And I'm not going to say they all went to the NFL because Randall's amongst that. And there's a one or two others that have been released that aren't were released because they just weren't very good. Saskatchewan did one last week or this week. And uh, everybody said, oh, he's going, he's going to the NFL. And, and, you know, everybody said, no, he's not that good. Uh, Kenny Shaw, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Glavin, or however you say his name, he just signed. Yeah. So the way I look at it is last year, last year there were eight CFLers that signed contracts with the NFL. Eight of them, okay? Mm-hmm. None of them stuck, but eight of them did. This year so far, we got nine. Oh, my God, it's a total catastrophe. It's a runaway year. It's so much worse than last year. We lost one extra player, and Mitchell doesn't even count in that number yet. Yeah, the Steps have, uh, have lost three already, so. Well, they got five. What do you mean five? There's five players on the stamps that have been released. Chris Matthews, um, Mark and Mitchell. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ant- Ante Milanovic, Alex Singleton, Ooh. and Jameer Thurman. Right. And, and uh, James Walters. Walters, yep. So there's two, four, five. There's five stamp players that have been released, and that's not counting Mitchell because he hasn't been released. But he uh, he wants to go play for a specific team, but he's waiting for that team to get their coaching staff in order. Is what I heard. Edmonton's lost four. Edmonton's lost four. Now here's the big question I have for Edmonton. Okay, if Edmonton had four players on their team that were worthy of NFL contracts. How'd you miss the playoffs? Coaching. Coaching. It's got to be. So let's keep the coach. Makes sense to me. You know what I think is really funny? Oh, look. Nobody from Montreal got released. Nobody from Toronto. It's very sad. So only one player in all of the division went to the NFL this year. That's Dante Spencer. Only one. Bombers didn't lose anybody. Nobody on the Bombers was NFL worthy. Nope. Saskatchewan lost one and then released one. The Lions lost a kicker. Oh, they lost the kicker. That that's an important player. I hate to say it, but it is. He did an awesome job for VC last year. But I bet you they could replace him with the <laughs> the Bears kicker right now. So. 
Here's a here's a general football question, Mark. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati <laughs> Cincinnati's Cincinnati's head coach, ex head coach. What was his name? Shit. I don't bloody well know. I remember. He he was in Cincinnati. He was in Cincinnati for 16 years. Okay. They never got a sniff of a Super Bowl. How the hell did he last 16 years? Are you and they talking were, about Marvin Lewis? Much, yes, and they were pretty much pathetic all that time. Okay. How does that happen? You get in good with the owner. Yeah, okay, I guess. I, I just don't know. I, I just don't understand how people keep their jobs without performing properly. Just saying. So. Well, I'm going to throw it out there. Look at Mike O'Shea. He's won one playoff game in five years. He's made it to yeah, two but playoff he's also, games. But he's also, he's also a new head coach. Well, five years ago. Is, yeah, yeah. Is he going to be in Winnipeg for 16 years, keeping that kind of record? No. No. Well, it, it's hashtag 30 years and counting. Yeah. Do you think Mike O'Shea will be there for another 10 years if he doesn't do anything this year? I don't think so. They're okay. feeling the pressure. So, I'm sure they are. I mean, okay, here's here's a question for you right now. There are nine teams in the CFL. We're not even going to talk about the Atlantic Schooners. There are nine teams in the CFL. There are only two teams that have signed quarterbacks. Okay? Uh-huh. I'll in two of the nine. Okay? One is Winnipeg, yeah. and that's Matt Nichols. He's, you know, hardly a quality quarterback. And, and – uh, the other guy, what's his name in, in Hamilton? Mazzoli. Mazzoli, yeah. Jeremiah Mazzoli, okay? Those are the two best quarterbacks we got in the CFL right now. That's fucking sad. Okay? Now, yep. now let's just carry on from that for a second, okay? So, BC doesn't have a quarterback signed. Edmonton doesn't have a quarterback signed. One of them, more than likely, is going to sign a good quarterback. Saskatchewan doesn't have a quarterback and hasn't had a quarterback for the entire tenure of Chris Jones. That alone should get him fired, and they just extended his contract. Okay? It's looking like Calgary doesn't have a quarterback. So does this mean that Winnipeg is the front runner for winning the West? Before free agency, you could say that, but it's really a hard time to say anything. Well, okay, let's say Mike Raleigh signs back in Edmonton. They're not front runners. They, they, they miss the playoffs. No, but if Mike Raleigh goes to BC, BC is the front runner. Does BC become the front runner? I think so. Do they? I'm a BC Lions fan, and I'm not convinced of that. Yeah, with those no, I'm, receivers? Not convinced of, I'm not convinced of that. What receivers? They did okay last year with the shit they had at quarterback. Yeah, of course they did. Uh, but, you know, Brian Burnham's a, a free agent. Hopefully That's he true. signs again. Right? Yeah. Is Manny coming back? 
But the big talk it is Manny's not back. I don't think you want Manny I back. Think, I think Manny's best before date is over. Uh, of course it, it is. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, did Brandon, I didn't even notice because I didn't, I haven't really watched NFL much this year. Did Brandon, is it Brandon Zilstra? Did he do anything in the NFL or is he on a practice roster? Oh, no, he's playing. He's second string, but he plays. Oh, is he? Yep. For? <sighs> I can't remember who he plays for now. New, um, okay. New Orleans, maybe? It doesn't really yeah. matter. might be New Orleans. There's always a place for guys like him in the NFL. Well, because he can also run in Minnesota. on special teams. He can also be on special teams, right? Yeah. He's in Minnesota. Okay. But I guarantee you this year is a second string. He made more money than he made in the two years he was in the CFL. Easily. Easily. So... So there you go. And he's only, uh, you know, three years away from his NFL pension. There you go. Unless they do what happened to Doug Brown. Right. What was he, five games away or three games away from his pension? And then they got yeah, cut. There's a lot of guys that have been yeah. in that situation in the NFL. Yeah. I think Dave, Dave Dickinson was Dave Dickinson was a season away or something like that, and they got rid of him. So, you know, and that's a happens. massive amount of money. Oh yeah, it is. It is. That's why most of them are still bankrupt. Did I say that out loud? What? Stop it! Okay. Will. Stop it! Will. Oh. While we're on this sort of topic right now and the free agency and where they're signing, there's so many people out there, including Dave Dickinson, who have said that the biggest reason free agents aren't signing or the free agents are going to the NFL right now is because we do not have a CBA in place. And I call bullshit. Okay? The CBA is not going to make one iota difference in the contracts that people are signing. Everybody's saying that, oh, it's, it's, a, it's about the benefits. Okay? It's about the benefits. The CBA is all about benefits. So if the CBA is signed and you signed your contract prior to that, does that mean you're not going to get any of the benefits? No. It's going to be for every player in the CFL. So holding off means nothing. If they honestly think that there's going to be a huge increase to the salary cap and these guys are going to be able to, like, win the lottery and, and get huge uh, raises, they're, they're delusional. So why is any player waiting for the CBA? They're not. As Will said, it's supposed to be a show of solidarity where the players are saying, we're not going to sign because the CBA is not in place. Okay, it's got nothing to do with the fact that there's something in the CBA that they're they're waiting for. It's just the fact that there isn't one, and they want a contract. But now that players are starting to sign, and big name players like Medlock, and once that 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 wall starts to crumble, the the water behind it is just going to push that dam wide open, 
And there's, as Will said, there's no solidarity. It's not going to hold together. Well, the, the veterans have well, to sign because they need a paycheck. That's correct. And you know, and and I and I'm not saying this facetiously either. I think a lot of players are drinking the Kool Aid right now, saying the CBA thing is going to be better. And in reality, I don't think a lot of them are. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Smart enough to realize what's going to happen. So, and I mean, they're young too, a lot of them. Okay, you think about it. Football players, the oldest ones are like, you know, mid-30s. They're still not that smart yet. So, I don't know. I I think everybody's going to start falling into place real quick. I mean, uh, Sunderland's been trying to sign Mike Riley. Apparently, Winnipeg is in talks with Adam Big Hill. And so, who knows, man? I think if you Adam, see a couple of the bigger, a couple of the bigger guys signing, then I think you'll see a bit of a landslide. I think Adam Big Hill so, is going to see free agency for the simple fact that he wants to take a shot at coming home. And I know that there's a story out there right now that says that Adam Big BC Lions are not interested in Adam Big Hill, and I call bullshit fake news. And the reason why, this is a single tweet from a biased Winnipeg media personality, okay? There's no collaborating evidence at all until Adam Big Hill or Ed Hervey says that it's not going to happen in BC, then BC's still in the game, okay? When some media guy says this and can't back it up, substantiate it with anything, and Three Down Nation runs with the story because why not? They're Three Down Nation, and there's no, no credibility in anything that they write. And what is the article? When you look at the Three Down Nation article, who wrote it? Did you see? Did nope. you read with, the article? Was it staff? Three Down Staff. Yeah. It's always staff. So... Three down staff writing. Okay? Seriously, come on. Okay? Now, yeah, the Bombers paid him $175,000 to play a one-year contract with them. Are they going to be able to do that again? No. And, well, no, I don't think they'll do that again. 240 You think they're going to give him 240 That's the rumors. Okay, so... And and you know what? If they give if they if they give him two forty, they're idiots. Right. And on top of that, and on top of that, if he's looking for two forty, Christopher Jones, BC shouldn't even touch him. That's no, ridiculous. No. That's ridiculous. The, the rumors are the bombers are offering in the two hundred. BC, if BC then, is going to go after Mike Riley, there's absolutely no way they can match that. They just can't. Well, yeah, but I think it's insane. It's insane for anybody to give him that kind of money because you know what? As much as Adam Hill is a good football player, I don't think he was that great last year. He was the best in the CFL. You also know the Bombers have a history of overpaying. 
Yeah, Drew, Drew Willie. Drew Willie, Justin Medlock, Andrew Harris. Uh, just go down the list. They have a history of overpaying. No, Kyle Walters has a history. Well, yes, Kyle Walters. There's the remember, there, so remember back when Kent uh, Austin finally first took over the Ticats and he went off and bought his team in free agency? Kyle Walters is the same thing. He's not that good of a GM. He just opens his wallet and just throws money around. Well, he finds good young kids, too. They find good, cheap kids, too. So. I'm okay. glad they were able to let Randall go. Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, so let's we got some stories here. So, Lions likely won't be bidders for the reigning most outstanding defender, Adam Big Hill. I call bullshit. What's your thoughts there, Will? Uh, you know what? I don't – What? okay, so what do you figure – in your mind, what do you figure a guy like Adam Big Hill is worth? The second, the second best middle linebacker in the CFL. What do you think he's worth? Why do you say he's the second best? Because we know who the best is. Who is that? Well, you tell me. Solly? Yeah, absolutely. No argument there. I'm being facetious. You know who I think the best middle linebacker in the CFL is. But what do you think? What but he's not in the, the CFL. Top? He's signed by an NFL team, so you what, can't say what that do you, anymore. What do you think the top? What do you think the top middle linebackers are worth in the CFL? They got to be one eighty-ish. Well, yeah, one fifty to two. Okay, okay, I'm good with that. One fifty to two. Okay. Um, but once again, can you not find somebody faster, cheaper, stronger in a young man's body? Like, there's some good linebackers out there. Yes, you can, but you can't teach the instinct. Adam Big Hill has the instinct. Solly has the instinct of where that play is developing to and where it's yeah, going. But, and yeah, to get but, there before yeah, but it you could. Yeah, but you can find guys who have instinct too. Okay, yep. they're the not the first guys the to have it. The bombers not already the first have guys one. to have He's it. Twenty-five, right? Yeah. Well, so does BC, yep. and that's why everybody's saying that right. Adam is not coming to BC because we got a young guy that's just good. But you've We're got, got all we need to teach Herdman. And then if the bombers do re-sign Big Hill, you have Big Hill to teach Santos Knox. Santos Knox's level of play went up massively as soon as he got to play beside Big Hill. Yeah, but that is, is that thing. because he's learning, or is that because everybody's teeing up on Big Hill and leaving him alone? No, he's learning. They were bringing him in all kinds of packages. It was interesting to watch how he evolved. He's I, learning from him. I understand that, but you, you understand what I'm saying too, right? You yeah. get you bring oh, yeah. in. It, it's like when we brought in. Um, Devere Posey last year, okay? It just freed up Burnham. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They can't cover both. The same thing on no. defense goes the other way. 
You need two all starter linebackers, though. You look at what you consider would be the best defenses that you've seen. They've all had at least two all star linebackers. Which is something you need at that position. You know, there's a there's a certain head coach out there right now who's thinking all I need next year to win the Great Cup is Adam Big Hill as at middle linebacker. Who do you think that is? Mike O'Shea? Nope. Chris Jones? There you go. <laughs> Screw the quarterback. Let's sign my, let's sign Adam Big Hill cuz right now I have Sam Hurl. Okay. And anything is an upgrade over Sam Hurl. Okay, so let's go for Adam Big Hill. Look out, baby. Lights out. We're got we're done. So, I don't know. Pearl's time as an active player in the CFL, at least with Saskatchewan, is over. He's just special teams and backup now. Yeah. Whatever happened to what's-his-name, Mark, in Winnipeg? Um, that doesn't help. He did play. Yeah, I need a little bit he more did, detail. He did play last year. Okay, and okay, he was going to be Forty-eight guys. Hold on, he was going to be their superstar, and he did play superstar for a couple of years, but he kept on getting hurt, and then he tried the NFL middle middle line or not middle line linebacker. Linebacker. Sam Hurl. No, middle. come on, you know him. I'm trying to James, think. So, Wild is it Wild? Oh, Ian, Ian Wild. Wild. Yeah, he's there. He's on. He's I know, but eight. what happened to him? He he seemed to disappear last year. And was he even a starter last year? No, he wasn't. He was a, a package guy. He was kind right. of much so, in the shadow of Adam Big Hill, don't you think? Big Hill and um, the improvement of Santos Knox meant that they really didn't need Wild. He became more of a special team player than anything. Okay, so he won't be back next year. They're saying he probably won't be. Uh, Oak Pelogo, probably not. Um, there was a couple other guys that were fair sized names that they're starting to throw out that are not going to be coming back. It's just the money. They're going to go mm-hmm. high. They're going high on Big Hill, and if they bring them in, um, well, they didn't announce it. They didn't announce it, but they probably gave Medlock three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, his salary. So, I'll give it credit. His salaries have gone down the longer he's been with the team. <laughs> I'm hoping it's at the 130, 140-ish that I can handle because it is for two jobs. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Uh, His last contract was only 130. Are you sure? I thought it was 180. No, that uh, got changed. That was his first contract. No, his first contract was 240 or 280 or something. Something He took a pay cut. He took a major pay cut on one of the contracts. He has dropped his salaries. I don't know how they keep convincing him to come back. Well, he probably likes it there. Yeah, well, they're paying Maybe. him a shitload of money. <laughs> I'd like yeah, him too. Of course. Of course. But the big um, 
decision they have to make is did they bring Loeffler back? Because he's not he's off his rookie contract. He's not going to be playing. He's not going to want fifty four thousand dollars to play. Not a two time <laughs> all star. No. So what is he? Eighty ninety thousand dollars a season? No, they're saying the going rate is about a hundred hundred and ten. Okay. That's and, and to me, that's doubling the to me, to me, he hasn't been that impressive the last couple of years. Uh, he didn't his have first the year was the year. year. He didn't have the workload. And last uh, year, so. you know, I uh, very distinctly remember a game in Calgary where all Calgary did was throw straight up the middle, and Loft there was nowhere to be found. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As a rookie, or as, as a as coming out of his rookie contract, he deserves a raise. But how much of a raise? I know. Right. Yeah. I can't wait for free agency to start. Can February twelfth get here like today? It's it's gonna be very weird. It's gonna be very weird. You gotta hold your, you're gonna have to hold your cards pretty tight to your chest. And it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You know, I'm looking forward to a whole season of uh Kevin Glenn as the starter in Calgary, okay? Yeah, well so. you gotta be able to sign him. Chris Jones is looking for a quarterback too, you know. Yeah, but Chris Jones didn't let him play two years ago, so you know. Mind Kevin you, if Glenn Mike didn't play it down this year. If, if year. Mike Riley, if Mike Riley's still at Edmonton, man, he could be the starter there. Did Kevin Glenn play one down last year? No, nope, not one. Nope, nope, nope. You talking nope. about overpay? As a matter, as a matter of fact, near the end of the season, there was an opportunity him for him to play. But he opted out and let the and let the third string guy play. Oh yep. God! Yeah, why get hurt? So, so you paid a guy you know. figures to stand there all season. How many figures? You got to figure he was about a hundred. That's six. I thought you That's said, what seven. I said six figures. No, I said six oh. figures. No, I said six. Oh, he, he made over a hundred grand last year. He made over a hundred grand. Oh yeah, I, I would bet money he was up in the in the 180 range, if not into two. To do what Troy Westwood used to do for a living for a hell of a lot less, stand there on the sidelines and practice. Yeah, I'll guarantee you that Kevin Glenn was getting very close to 200 grand, if not above. So he'd be very fresh if you brought him as your in as your starter. Yeah, yep. very rusty. He'd be healthy. Yeah, I don't know at that age if you ever get rusty anymore. Because the rust is there already. So. <laughs> well, and the other no, quarterback we still haven't... The other quarterback we haven't factored in yet is Ricky Ray. Yeah, I was just looking he at him. He doesn't exist in... He doesn't exist in my mind. He hasn't made a decision. I... He's not going to, if he doesn't retire, he's playing for the Toronto Argonauts, and Toronto's going to go nowhere. 
sorry, they're just not that good a team. Jim Pop can't assemble a good team like right now. And he hasn't for years. And who's their quarterback? Or their coach? Oh, yeah, Corey Chamblin. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what's happening. The world's gone crazy. Yeah, it has. Like I said, this whole CFL thing is going to be very interesting this year. It'll be a crapshoot. I'll be. It'll be interesting to see what guy is on what team this year. It will. This is this is the most potential movement that we've ever seen. Now, speaking of potential movement and everything else that we've got, at the end of the season, there seemed to be a sense that Trevor Harris and the Red Blacks might get something done pretty quickly and easily, says Dave Naylor. Doesn't sound like that right now. With a month to go until free agency, GM Marcel Desjardins says talks continue, but nothing imminent. Okay, so we all said long ago, Trevor Harris is a done deal in in, in Ottawa and he's not on the market. Well, maybe he is on the market. Maybe he is going to wait until free agency and see if if Chris Jones is willing to open the wallet. If Trevor Harris is is smart, he will wait till free agency. Right now, right now, if you look at the quarterbacks in the CFL, he looks pretty good. Oh shit! Trevor Harris in Calgary right now would be would be amazing. They would automatically jump to being the front runner for the Grey Cup. Trevor Harris in Winnipeg. Trevor Harris in BC. Any of them? Well, I don't think Trevor Harris is that good a quarterback, so I don't think he's going to make BC awesome. And I don't. He's going to be. He's got to be an improvement over Matt Nichols. Um, um, we've but, got the second best, if not the best, offensive line too. So. Trevor Harrison to Edmonton does no doesn't doesn't no. do anything for me when Mike Riley can't get him into the playoffs. Right. Trevor Harrison to Saskatchewan might actually be the turning point for that team because they have no offense. Yeah, but Chris Jones is not going to spend that kind of money on a quarterback. He might have to. He might he might get read the riot act from above. No, he's not. He's not. He's just. He's never been. <laughs> let's let's face it. The only time he's won a Grey Cup as a head coach is with Edmonton, and that quarterback was already signed there. And I don't think he'll spend the money on a real good quarterback. Mind you, what were they paying? Uh, what were they paying, uh, Mister Concuss last year? Zach Caleros was not. He was making some money. I don't think he was making. Outstanding. I think it was in the three hundred grand range, yeah, or, or mid two hundreds, and then bonuses, performance bonuses, which he didn't get a lot. Nope. I mean, let's face it. That's the only way that I would sign Zach Claros. I, I think he's an extremely talented quarterback. But if he doesn't, if he's on the IR, what 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 good is he? Yeah. Well, it'll be I interesting to maybe. see how quick the quarterbacks get signed once free agency hits. 
I think the big movement is, is the second stringers. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that are available right now. Brandon Bridge, Zach Caleros, Darian Durant, Cody Fajardo, Kevin Glenn, Trevor Harris, Jonathan Jennings, Travis Lule, Bo Levi Mitchell, Brian Monzi, Dakota Prukop. Who the fuck is that? Ricky Ray, Mike Riley, Drew Tate, and Drew Willie. Now, Drew Tate has retired again. Okay? Count him out of there. Darian Durant is retired. Why are we even talking about him? Okay? Kevin Who? Darian Durant is retired. You know what, guys? The quarterbacks coming up are so thin as far as starters go. (laughs) You know what? Drew Willie is going to get another job. (laughs) Well, I don't doubt it. But, I mean, you look at this thing. He's going to get another job. If if you count um, Jonathan or uh, Trevor Harris into Ottawa, Mike Riley into BC or Edmonton, okay, and Bo Levi Mitchell into the NFL, the next best quarterback on this entire list is Jonathan Jennings. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Travis Lule and or Ricky Ray, but. Neither one of nobody believes either one of those is going to leave the teams that they're on. If they're not signed by the, their current teams, they'll retire. And Ricky Ray should retire anyhow. But seriously, Jonathan Jennings is the next best quarterback on here. It's not Cody Fajardo. It's not Brandon Bridge. It's not Dakota Prukop. It's you know you, you, you you've got Drew Willie in the conversation. I can't believe I just said that. Me either. He's got experience. He's got experience. Doesn't have talent, but he's got experience. Yeah. Oh. I mean, where are they going to go? I still think Jonathan Jennings is going to Edmonton. Or Saskatchewan. No, and here's why. Is Mike is Brock Sunderland going to – let's just say he can't sign Mike Riley, and Mike Riley is leaving in free, going to free agency, or going to wait till the CBA, which is after free agency, so he's going to run the risk of losing him. So he cannot, as a as a GM, he cannot let that happen. He's he can't be without a quarterback. So and would you? So you're going to let Mike Riley hit free agency? No, you're not. You're going to trade him. You're going to trade him to a team. Now, if he says I'm only going to BC, which is kind of the way things look, so then he has to make a deal with BC. Now, Ed Hervey is going to sit there and go, okay, this guy's going to free agency. I'm going to get him for nothing. But it would be nice to have him under contract prior to free agency. We'd like to lock him up. So we want to talk to him. Okay, do you what? Can we work out a deal? Yeah, we can work out a deal. Okay, I'm willing to trade you. What are you going to trade him? A bag of hammer handles? A uh, bag of tape? Some footballs? A couple of draft picks? Low round draft picks? No. You're going to trade him another pending free agent. Edmonton needs a quarterback. You don't give up a draft pick. You don't give up anything, any asset. You're going to lose Jonathan Jennings anyhow. So why not trade him? 
It, it, it makes the most amount of sense. Edmonton needs a quarterback. They need to make a trade to get rid of Mike Riley. They need to get something for Mike Riley. They can't let him walk. Not an asset like that. So it just absolutely makes sense for both teams to flip quarterbacks. Now, can BC trade Jonathan Jennings to Saskatchewan prior to that? Yeah, it's possible. But I don't think Ed Hervey's going to move a single thing until he has Mike Riley under contract. Because he may have to give up multiple players for Mike Riley. I don't believe that's going to happen because Mike Riley's going to be a free agent. But you always run the risk that Sunderland is going to trade him to Saskatchewan. You always run that risk. So Hervey has to lock him up if that's going to happen. He might just sign in Edmonton prior to the free agency. And good for Edmonton. Really bad for the Lions because they have fuck all for a quarterback then. Doesn't that make sense? Seriously. Yeah, it it makes sense, but it is the CFL. There's going to be a few. There's going to be a few teams without quarterbacks this year. Well, right now there's seven. Yeah. But they'll work their way around five. Yeah. Down from Montreal. twelve last year. Yeah, Montreal is five quarterback fine. Down from twelve. <laughs> Okay, is 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 that I don't like to bring this up or bring him up. Why not? Uh, is Johnny Manziel trade bait? I pers- I've I've said right from the very beginning that that is the quarterback for Saskatchewan. Fits right in everything about it. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders will or will throw him up on a pedestal, they'll worship his feet, and and he will just absolutely love it, and everything will be fine in Ryderville. Yeah, but is Johnny Manziel up for going to Billy Bob and Johnny Boy's bar every Saturday night for thrills and spill? Yeah, he's much better off for nightlife in Montreal, but he needs to show his stuff because he doesn't want to play in the CFL. He wants to be playing in the NFL. So he needs to perform. And you cannot perform in Montreal and have anybody see you. Okay? It's just not going to happen. He didn't play bad last year, but they didn't win a game. Not with him starting. He didn't play that bad. His stats are better than a lot of other quarterbacks. A lot better than James I still like what's his name in Montreal, Plimpton or Plankton or Plickton or whatever his name was. Plankton is some something in the ocean. Yeah, I know what Plankton is. What was his name, Mark? Pickton. Plimpton. Pipkin. Is it Plimpton? Pipkin. 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 There we go. Pip. I think he's a better quarterback than Johnny Manziel. He showed a lot, so. Maybe yeah. in that scenario, okay? I think Johnny Manziel is, is built for – he played a game similar to the CFL. His style in the NCAA was similar to the CFL. He just needed a, a team around him. Montreal's not a team. Sorry, Al fans. 
It's just not reality. Your team sucks. Your management sucks. Your coaching staff sucks. And your team sucks. And winning three games last year was a frickin' miracle. What just happened? I don't know. Nothing from here. Nothing oh, from here. Everything happened. Okay. Yeah, it was. I don't know what happened. It just sounded like I lost everybody. Okay, so we're still here. Okay, so we were yeah, just, I, we were I, just listening to your quiet tones and, rant? and your 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 sort of rant. Yeah. Well, seriously, are is I don't see you arguing with me. No, I don't have an argument. Like I am so, I am so, I don't know what's going to happen anywhere. That there's there, you know what? You can pull anything out of your ass right now, and it might happen. As a prediction, yeah, you you could. Yeah, it might happen. You know, so you know, I mean. How do you know Mike Riley's not going to Toronto for Ricky Ray? <laughs> Whatever. If you think Edmonton's going to Ed- get back to $4 million, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, let's get rid of these. I'm, I'm just going through something. Oh, Kyrie Bears, time with the Red Blacks is over. I'm really broken up about that. Kyrie Bear last year played some really good football. Okay? He was one of the better linebackers in and the, the year, CFL last year. And the, and the year before. Yeah. And, yes, he was suspended for one game in June for a, a, a hit on the various Daniels. But, and he got a two-game suspension, didn't he? Wasn't there for, for the hit on, on Cunningham? Yeah, he got two games. So he, I think it was silent. So he lost three games in one season out of an 18-game schedule. That's That's pretty substantial. But, okay, so he's not going to the Red Blacks. But he was one of the best linebackers in the CFL last year. Is he going to be signed by somebody else? Who would take a gamble on Kyrie Seabair? Could have been Saskatchewan. Does he, does he right fit in. Chris Jones's mold? Oh, yeah. You know, like you said, you take away the his idiotic hits at times. He's a Hall of Fame linebacker. Oh, without question. He's been in the league long enough to have played for the Ottawa Renegades. Well, he's 38 years old. Yeah. Is this game over for him? Is this retirement for him, or is somebody going to sign him? Somebody will bring him in. 38 years old. Better defenders in the CFL last year. You can I mean, always release him. Yeah, I laughed when they, we signed Odell Willis, but shit, man, he, he he made me eat my words last year. And you know, Chris Jones has the track record of bringing in everybody. 
and okay, you're not performing, you're out. Jovan Johnson was benched for the last five games of the year last year. He's done in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Jones isn't worried about moving on quick. No, he's not. But I don't see anybody else. I don't see another team signing him. Maybe Montreal. No? Somebody say something, because it looked like you guys clicked off again. It'll be the East if he goes anywhere. Well, there's nobody in the West that needs somebody like that. No. No. And he's played his whole career in the East anyway. Yeah. Other than Winnipeg. How about how about Kyrie Haber and Simone Lawrence in the same defensive backfield? Now there'd Oy. be a bunch of flapping. I, I think you have a better chance of going to Toronto with Jim Pop. Pop's the guy who had Maybe. him in the out. That's true. That's true. You know, I'm sure you know, I would I would venture to say that Kyrie Haber was a top five defensive player last year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Despite getting despite getting suspended for three games. Cause you watched him and he was running around like crazy. So he was doing his job. If you want some quick one year support, hey, there you go. Wouldn't that be a kicker? Calgary signs them because they lost uh, two-thirds of their linebackers already this year. Well, that'd be a hoot. Don't be surprised. I don't think it may happen. I would be surprised. John Huffnagel doesn't do those kind of things. I know. So, but that'd be interesting. It would be interesting on the sidelines during a game with the head cheerleader. Or, or maybe if Calgary doesn't want Wants him to uh, play football <laughs> for them. <laughs> Will, did you catch that one? No, I, I didn't. Did. I was talking. What did you say? I didn't. It was Mark. What did he say? Interesting on the Mark, sidelines during a football game with the head cheerleader that you got there. Well, no, the no, 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 no. I'm talking that nobody's. If nobody signs Kyrie Saber, Calgary hires him as their other cheerleader, and and uh, he could tackle John Corners as John Corners is running up and down the sideline. <laughs> now that I would pay that I would pay to see. Oh God. Okay. Okay. There was talk of Chris Jones heading to the NFL. There were three time, three teams down there that did their due diligence on him and uh, didn't happen. Didn't happen to him. So he has signed an extension with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The terms have not been released. Okay. We don't know how much money he makes. There was talk that it was in the $800,000 range. Um, Even so, with the cap? Well, that was prior to the cap, okay? I mean, he does have the vice presidents, general managers, yeah. and head coach app on, right? So $800,000 for those three positions is a bit of a steal, not to mention that he's also the defensive coordinator. 
That's another salary that you're saving. So he did say he took a pay cut. He did say he took a pay cut, right? So he, he took a t- pay cut. Is he down around the 700 grand range or he, whatever? So they've extended him for another two years through the ni- 2019-2020 season. Okay. So that's that's. Uh, is this a smart move for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Mark. From a purely wins standpoint, yes. They have gotten more wins, I believe, every year that he's coached. They have. They got He got them to a home playoff game. Yeah, they haven't had that in a long time. No. So when you look at it that way. He did it without a quarterback. Which is on him, but yeah, I think you have to take the good with the bad with him. We know he's not going to develop a quarterback. He doesn't give a flying fuck about the offense. He's a defense first guy. He built an amazing defense. So who knows what's going to happen now? With free agency. I'm not sure how many of theirs are free agents. No, you get what you get with him. I think it's good, and it's a short contract. Because I guarantee you, the teams that did look at him said, "You need some more seasoning." You know, come back in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's got lots of years to perform. It's not like a player, and it's not like the NFL is huge on young coaches. They've got a couple now, but the majority of them are not young. So, does this mean that Saskatchewan is is? Has to win a Grey Cup before he can get down there as a as a GM. Because I don't think he's going to go down there as a head coach. He'd go down there as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's not going as a GM. No chance in hell. No, um, no, no. no. He, he'd no. be a DC. Yeah. So then your way up. Wow, this is kind of weird. Okay, so anyhow, that's uh, the Chris Jones. So do you think this is a good signing for the Saskatchewan? Because it's really only two years. Yeah, I do. Go ahead, Will. Okay. Will? Yeah, for as much as I don't like Chris Jones, you know, who else are they going to sign? So, and uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of nice to see an organization Winnipeg is doing it currently, and Saskatchewan seems to be doing it, giving a giving a head coach a few years to get his feet wet to see if he can build a team. And I think that's what they're doing with O'Shea. That's what they're doing with Chris Jones. Um, Chris Jones has proved that he can coach a team to a great cup. He did it in Edmonton. Now he's trying to prove that he can build a team. Okay. Now it, yeah, we well, need to compare him more with Kyle Walters than we do with Chris with uh, Michael Shea. Because personally, I think he's hands down a better coach than Michael Shea. Is he a better GM than Kyle well, Walters? Uh, no, I would say no. no. Well, I would say he is because obviously his team did better. Did it though? Right. In the, yeah, not in the full in season the because they yeah, lost they in the home game. Playoff game. He lost the playoff game. Okay. Yeah. Didn't lose a playoff game by much. You're going to lose a close game no matter what, right? 
Let's just face facts. What was the final yeah, score? Um, it was close. It was close, wasn't it? I can't even remember. 18, 23 but, to 18. So it was five points, less than a touchdown. Wasn't yeah, the 46-27 grumping of Ottawa over Hamilton. Don't, don't. Don't forget, four weeks before that, Winnipeg beat Saskatchewan 35 to nothing. 31. 31 to nothing, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, but then Saskatchewan just murdered them in the in the Labor Day Classic in the Banjo Bowl. Right. So those two teams were very really... fairly matched this season. Yep, they were. They were, but... Obviously, uh, Winnipeg has a better offense and defense. Once again, this is a team concept. That's why Chris Jones will never, ever, ever win the Grey Cup again unless he gets the defense wins Grey Cups mentality out of his head because he'll never build an offense. Well, I think he might have to be told to. Right. I mean, I I really think he believes he can do it without an offense. Just by looking from last year. He almost and we did all it. know that we all know, well, did he? He lost in the first round of the playoffs. With no offense whatsoever. So, with no quarterback. Right. His quarterback was taken out of the game. Both quarterbacks were taken out of the game prior to that. Or the, right. his number one was taken out the week before, and his number two was taken out in that game. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't believe Saskatchewan had a number one and a number two quarterback last year because they were fucking horrible on offense. I, I'm not arguing or disputing that in any way, shape, or form, but when you have a seasoned quarterback like Zach Caleros and a non-rookie like Brandon Bridge, and now you're, both of those guys are gone, your odds of winning are like Ryan Dinwiddie starting the Grey Cup. Okay? Your odds of winning that game are terrible. And to come and to be only down five points at the end of the game has to say something credible for that defense and for that special teams of the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I don't want to defend the green and white. I just that's just not what I do. But you got to give the guy credit in the aspect of that it was a close game without on his number three quarterback. If he spends some money and gets a quarterback this year that is a little bit more durable, I mean, how many how many how many wins did they get last year? It was ten? Oh, sorry, twelve or thirteen? Yeah, twelve wins. They were one game right. away from being first place overall in the league. Right. No, I'm sorry. It was a which, which means nothing. Of course, it means nothing. Obviously, 
Calgary's been number one in the league for the last 10 years. Okay. Let's ditch to Chris Jones. I'm tired of talking about him. Yeah, I I understand that. Cincinnati Bagels, Matt Nichols, Justin Medlock, get rid of all of those windows. What have I got? Chris Jones, get rid of that window. Okay, let's do some checking down. QB talk takes over the winter meetings. Oh, my good Lord. Okay, we're going to go really quickly over these headlines. The off-season uncertainty continues as presidents, general managers, and media attend a annual winter meeting in Montreal, Quebec. Okay, now I have a question for you. Why is the media there? Okay, anyhow, moving on. While the Edmonton Eskimos and Calgary Stampeders are thinking about possible contingency plans at quarterback, the Argos, Alouettes, and Ticats are looking to finalize their coaching staffs. Latest off-season news and notes the coming week in checking down. Okay, starting off with the BC Lions. According to Ted Wyman, not a credible source, BC Lions won't likely pursue their former linebacker, Adam Bighill, should he become a free agent on February 12th. Ted Wyman is with the Winnipeg Sun. Okay, it appears the Lions will be looking for a new kicker in the offseason as Ty Long has the NFL Arizona Cardinals. And the CFL com- community is mourning the passing of legendary sports columnist Jim Taylor, who covered the BC Lions for the Vancouver province. Okay, now, this this is kind of huge, and I don't mean to lose uh, focus and momentum on this, but I want to read you something from Jim Young. And I think you guys all remember Dirty 30. Played in the late 60s, early 70s for the BC Lions. In an era, this is Jim's, I called it a, a eulogy. In an era when the BC Lions didn't generate many good comments from the Vancouver media, one man stood out above all his peers. That was Jim Taylor. Jim managed to say what needed to be said about our poor attempts to win and said it with a sense of humor that made us more want to laugh than be angry. When I got 30 from a friend of my father's after a game in Hamilton, I took it to Jim and he did a wickedly funny column on Dirty 30. From then on, it was my nickname. When life had me low in 1972, I got the idea of trying to write a book and learned very quickly that I needed help. I went to Jim and began twisting his arm to do the, the book Dirty 30. Jim had never written a book, although he had done thousands of columns in the newspaper. Once he agreed to do the book, we began meeting at his place in North Vancouver, where we spent hours telling stories on tape, some of which made it into the book. His daughter, a young teenager at the time, began bringing her friends home from school to meet me. I was heartbroken a few years later when a skiing accident left her in a state where she could hardly recognize anybody. When you spend the time it takes to write a book, you either become good friends or the work doesn't get done. Jim and I became very good friends. I let him interview my ex-wife and my two ex-girlfriends. The trust was there. I talked to Jim a couple weeks ago, and he was tired of being so ill. He certainly missed his wife, Deb, the love of his life. Jim, my friend, you will be missed. And that was by Jim Young. I find it really amazing when people talk so wonderfully about the media 
and Jim Taylor is, was a wonderful man. And uh, he told it the way it was, and he didn't take cheap shots. And I know every city has their Bob Irving and, and whoever else there is around the league. But BC lost a good one. Continuing on and checking down, over to the Edmonton Eskimos. Eskimos GM Brock Sutherland says he's working hard to secure a contract extension for Mike Riley, but no concrete agreement has been reached. Sunderland said if Riley doesn't return next season, the Eskimos will pursue a veteran quarterback with CFL experience. Whoa, who is that? Where's that list again? Brandon Bridge? Cody Fajardo? No, that's no experience there. Jonathan Jennings? Oh, my good Lord. Drew Willie's going to end up in, win- in Edmonton. Okay. With Duke Williams and Bryant Mitchell already NFL bound, could Darrell Walker become the third Eskimo receiver to depart? Well, that wouldn't be very good, would it? Okay, over to Calgary. Stamps head coach Dave Dickinson says he believes there's still a chance Bo Levi Mitchell will be back with the Stamps in 2019. The Stamps have asked Mitchell for a decision by the start of free agency as the team plans to pursue a veteran quarterback should Mitchell go to the NFL. While Eric Rogers contemplates retirement, really? There's also uncertainty surrounding Kamar Jordan's availability for next season due to his injured knee, as the Stamps could have a new-look receiving group in 2019. New look? It was a revolving door in 2018. The Stamps have remained, remained in contact with Roy Finch, but it's unclear whether the retired running back will ever return as he faces ongoing legal issues. Come on, now that one was funny. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> sorry. Chris Jones says Mike Edom and Derek Moncrief could switch to weak side linebackers following Sam Hugo Vaughn. I don't know how to say his name. Departure to the NFL. After signing a contract extension through 2020, Riders head coach GM Chris Jones says there's unfinished business in Saskatchewan. There's always unfinished business if you didn't win the Grey Cup. Joe says finding a quarterback will be top priority for the Riders this offseason, adding that his team will have plenty of options. Yeah, there's 12 of them. Winnipeg. Bombers GM Kyle Walters says he's encouraged by early talks with pending free agent linebacker Adam Big Hill. But that's had Wyman the same guy who said that he's not going to BC. So again, a little biased. The Bombers continue to attack their listening free agents agreeing to new contracts with kicker Justin Medlock and defensive tackle Jake Thompson Thomas. Okay, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats are reportedly set to name Mark Washington their defensive coordinator, while Jeff Reinbold is also expected to return as a coach of special teams. And that's already happened. Reinbold has been signed as the special teams coach in Hamilton. And that's awesome. I think it's awesome. I, I, this league would be lesser without Jeff Reinbold on the sidelines. I love the guy. Where, He's awesome. Where else do we get the angry old man memes from? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The look on his face, it's just classic. Yeah, okay. Argos GM Jim Pop says he won't turn a blind eye to quarterbacks in free agency as the team will do whatever it takes to prove. 
Newly hired Argos coach Corey Chamblin is taking the challenge of new coaching salary cap in stride as he looks to piece together his staff for 2019. You think you would be doing that by, by now. Pop says the absence of a new CBA could add a unique twist to free agency. Why? Doesn't make sense to me. Did it make any difference in 2014? Okay, over to the Red Blacks. According to Jim Baines, the Red Blacks have told pending free agent linebacker Kyrie C. Bear that he isn't in the team's plans for 2019. Ottawa GM... Uh, Marcel Desjardins says that there's no significant progress on a contract for quarterback Trevor Harris, who's set to become a free agent on February 12th. That's like um, only four weeks away now, eh, guys? February 12th. Exciting. In addition to Harris, Desjardins says he also hopes to sign new deals with Dominic Davis, William Powell, Sir Vincent Rogers, and Jonathan Rose. Jonathan Rose, isn't he supposed to be suspended for one game? What happened? Did anybody hear anything in that appeal? Nope. Had to take place. They don't even have the appeal yet. What the hell? It, so take, it takes Randy Ambrosi time to figure these things out when he's busy talking about Halifax and and Mexico and 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 what's his new thing? Europe. But he can change rules Europe. in the middle of the season. Yep. Yeah, in, in the middle of the week. <laughs> Red Blacks have reportedly signed defensive lineman Danny Mason to a one-year contract extension after recording four sacks in his second CFL season. Four sacks? Sign me up. Okay, Montreal Alouettes. Oh, this one's funny. Okay. Alouettes GM Kiss Reed says recently signed Hugo Richard will be viewed as a quarterback and won't be changing positions. Okay, that's like the the Canadian kid, right? Yeah. The Owls are hopeful they'll be able to fill their vacant defensive coordinator's position by the end of the week. Alouette's Penn free agent Lawrence Pittman has reportedly signed with Atlanta of the new Alliance of America. Oh, wow. How can he sign? He's still under contract with Alouette's. Unless they released them. I don't think they did. He wasn't worthy of an announcement, maybe. (laughs) And that's it for checking down. Anything in there you guys find really interesting? Not not really. A lot of it's kind of older stuff already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 just went through it real quick. Like, yeah, I, I I didn't know defensive coordinator Mark Robert uh, Mark Washington is Hamilton bound. That's interesting to me. Yeah, that one's been up, I think, for a little bit. Why is he Hamilton bound? They have a defensive coordinator. Who? Don't they? Well, no, no, they who? don't. I don't no. I just assumed Washington, or not Washington, what's his name, would take it over? Their head coach. Orlando Steinauer? Yeah. No, yeah. he's the head coach. Well, I know, but there's lots of head coaches who don't have defensive coordinators. And they're fucking idiots. 
Okay, I am sick yeah, and tired I know. of this. You've it's, had it's, that before. It's so dumb. How can you be the head coach and the defensive coordinator, or the head coach and the offensive coordinator, or the, even the head coach and the special teams coordinator? And if you are in those positions and you're doing that second job, are you just trying to save the team money? Or why are you not grooming somebody to be moving up? Isn't that the whole purpose of all of this is that there's these people have to move up. It has to be an evolution of, of people. It doesn't make sense. You're not grooming the next generation. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And no, it's, it's absolutely yeah, wrong. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you groom them and you're not moving fast enough for them. So they go to another team. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's why it doesn't happen. I'm thinking, you know, and I'm think, just thinking out loud here, if Dave Dickinson would get an offensive coordinator and concentrate totally on head coach, the Stampeders probably would have won the last three great cups and they probably would have went undefeated all three of those seasons. So you're blaming it on the coach? Well, no, I'm just saying Dave was busy, you know, having the best record in the CFL and doing both jobs. So if he hadn't got rid of one of them, he might have been that much better. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Maybe he's going to get a better quarterback. But I think I think he is grooming Ryan Dinwiddie in Calgary for the offensive coordinator job. Then give it to him. He's been he's been there for three or four years now, I think. And there was rumors that. And maybe Ed Hurdy kiboshed that idea that uh, Dinwiddie was going to follow uh, Clay Brooks to BC, but he didn't. So, didn't happen. Nope. Okay, so. Where are we going? That's checking down. It's over. Official free agency tracker. We've kind of gone over this. I don't think anybody is surprised by anybody that left. I'm surprised. I haven't. I'm surprised there hasn't been a bully by Mitchell announcement yet. To be honest with you. Well, I think the last announcement he was he had he had received contract offers from three of the five teams that he worked out with. Is what I heard, and he's got a favorite, and that favorite has an issue right now not not having their coaching staff in place. So he wants to see who the coaches are going to be before he signs. So so let's look at that for a minute. Who got fired, Mark? Didn't did Denver's staff got fired? Did they not? Who's? Denver. Uh yeah. They yeah, all they got did. fired. They fired the and whole he did staff. try out and he did try out for Denver. Okay. He tried out for 
was the other one? God, I can't remember now. Well, he said he's not going down on just a futures. He wants a bonus and wants them to be serious. Yeah, but he so. can say all he wants, but I mean, if he signs a futures contract, it's it's a rookie contract. He'll be making more money than he was making in the CFL. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Dallas hasn't offered him a contract yet. That's who he really wanted to play for. Or maybe the Texans. They all have quarterbacks. Who knows? He won't be playing for Dallas. Nope. I'm just reading an article here to see if they have anything. No, there's nothing in this article about it. It was a a little bit of uh, deception from the Calgary Sun, but then it's a Sun article. As stamp star sign in the NFL, the team is waiting on Bo Levi Mitchell. So it says as stamp stars sign, not their star so misleading Bo didn't sign a contract but he will you wait and see I mean oh yeah his best buddy his best buddy signed in the NFL so he's going to sign there too so yeah I I don't I have no doubt that he's going to sign down there whether or not it's actually going to work who knows yep Looks like the Broncos are the top pick so far, so and I guess that's that that's not having their coaching staff in play. I don't even know that's how much I haven't watched this year. I don't even know who their quarterback is in Denver. So Okay, so we got 20 minutes left in the show. Will, what do you want to talk about? You wanted to talk about Calgary Stampeders and why they're going to they're that the ship is sinking. Well, the ship's not sinking. The team's going to be different. That's obvious. That's and, what we said and, this afternoon. Do you want me to go back and read what well, it says? Well, I know what I, I said exactly this afternoon. Okay, I know. I just said it would look different. That's not what you right, said. And it's going to look... Well, okay, then refresh my memory. Tell me what I said. Uh, I'm looking. Just hang on. Hang on. Spend an entire two hours on the downfall of the Calgary Stampeders. Quote Will McDonald. What downfall? You're sounding very pessimistic about the Grey Cup champions. Oh, you mean the 2018 champs. They're not champs. The entirely new look team, and I'm a little concerned, but not overly. There you go. Yeah, Toronto went from champs to jumps in one year. And then you got all (laughs) the things that I was comparing Toronto to Calgary. Calgary, Comparing Calgary to Toronto. Give me a break. Um, It's, 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 
I'm, I'm just really interested in, is this the year John Huffnagel signs some free agents? That are open the because there's going to be a fishing? lot. Yes, there's a lot of free agents out there, right? Um, you know, when you have the more or less the same team for three years, you know, and now you're going to have a completely different team. It's not next man up, it's next team up. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm more concerned about the quarterback thing. But if I go back to my old buddy Christopher Jones, he tells me a hockey stick with a roll of tape wrapped around it could play quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders because they're so good. Correct. So let's see if that's the truth. Like, I, I does agree. Drew Willie come to, does Drew Willie come to Calgary and become a superstar? No, that's a bit of a push, but. Well, I you know, mean, well, we're sitting there, and I, you know, and I was going to ask that question: Is who do you think is the front runner to win the West or win the Grey Cup this coming year, 2018-19? Mark, who do you think it is? Gonna be, is uh, this a homer for you? I have absolutely no idea. Come on, I'm, go out on a limb. Tell me who well, you think I'm, it is. I'm going with the team with the two best starting quarterbacks right now. I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Two best starting quarterbacks? Well, that starting and backup, yeah. They're the only two. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make them the best. It just makes them the only two. Well, who are you going to put on the line right now? Who is going to, who's, who's the favorite to win the West in 2019? Saskatchewan? With the way the, the teams stand right this very moment. I am going to also say Winnipeg. Okay. I'd be an absolute and complete hypocrite if I didn't pick the Calgary Stampeders. I think Calgary Stampeders are still going to dominate the Western Division. They're still going to dominate the CFL because they are just an extremely well-built organization. And the fact that they have a plethora of free agents is nothing for John Hoffnagel, he doesn't care. Next man up, doesn't matter what position it is. They're going to come together and play football and win football games. Doesn't matter who their quarterback is with that team. They're amazing. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but the only reason I picked Winnipeg as front runners in the West is okay. Let's look at the teams. Okay, and I'm not crazy about. I'm not crazy about Strebler and, and Nichols quarterback-wise, but who does BC have right now? Nobody. Who does Calgary have right now? Nobody. Who does Saskatchewan have right now? Nobody. So who does yeah, Edmonton that's have? Not going Nobody. To stay that way. That's not going to stay I that under, way. I understand that, but until we get that figured out, Winnipeg is a front runner. I, you cannot believe that John Huffnagel is going to start the season without a quarterback, without a viable quarterback. Right. I I don't. I'm not saying that. But what I'm but saying is, we do not know right you now. Cannot, you you can't do that. You can't give. You can't appoint 
anoint Winnipeg Blue Bombers the, the number one front runner just because they have a quarterback under contract. You have to but assume that all because... five teams are going to have quarterbacks under contract by the time the seat training camp starts. Right. Now, there isn't five quality quarterbacks out there. No, there's not. Right? So, you know, if Bo Levi Mitchell turns around tomorrow and tells John that he is going to the NFL, free agency starts, who does John Huffnagel go after? Assuming that there hasn't been any trades made. Who would you like to see on your team, Will, as your quarterback? Brandon Bridge? That's in the CFL right now, currently? Yeah, currently, right now. Nobody. Well, John says he's going to go after a quality quarterback. We already read that. That was in part of that uh, the checking down thing, right? Isn't that what, wasn't that part of that? Checking down. What did they say on this? Go there. I think it said John Huffnagel, or John Huffnagel said they told uh, Bo Levi that he's got to shit or get off the pot and tell him what they're going to do. And so, because he has to have a veteran quarterback at the start of it during free, free agency, he has to go after somebody. So, who's he going to go after? There's 12 quarterbacks that are free agents, and he wants one of them. Well, then, okay, if you go after a veteran quarterback, my money would be uh, Mike Riley, who will never play in Calgary, okay? Sorry. Okay, so they go to so your second choice. We... Um, it's Trevor Harris right now. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, then I, I'd go with Trevor Harris. <laughs> Right at this point in time, it would be Trevor Harris. Right, so I don't go think, with Trevor Harris. You know, you could put Zach Caleros in there because you've got an O line that can protect him. Yeah, yeah, but all you got to do is touch Zach Caleros now, and he's concussed, so he should yeah, retire. Yeah, Levi Mitchell didn't get touched last year. He went games without being touched. Right. Okay. So you you could put Zach Caleros back there in a lawn chair. And 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 and, yeah. and for the entire season without him being injured. Unlike unlike you, I don't think Zach Kolaris is that good of a quarterback. Okay, Cody Fajardo. Never liked. Him. No. Kevin Glenn. No, they're not. They're not going to bring in somebody's second or third string quarterback who's been in the CFL. They're not going to do that. So what about so Jonathan Jennings? No, I don't even think I don't think Jonathan Jennings fits in Calgary. Because I still believe that Jonathan Jennings can't read defenses. I don't think reading defenses is his problem. I think his offensive coordinator was his problem and then he got it in, into his mind that he can't play football. Well, yeah, and I, I think there's a whole plethora of problems with him. Not, and okay, anybody who's in the CFL and you can go 
You can go Drew Willie. You can go Jonathan Jennings. They obviously have the athletic skill to play, but there's something there's something else wrong. And with Jennings, I think it's all between his ears. Because I don't think you can play. I don't think you can play two years like he played, and then just lose it. No, he didn't. So he, the system lost him. BC lost, failed him. Okay, plain and simple. The Lions organization failed Jonathan Jennings, and he needs a new organization. He needs to go into a good organization. And what better one in the CFL is there than the Calgary Stampeders? Right, but I don't. I still don't think he is Calgary's prototypical quarterback. No, he's not a pylon. He's not a drop back passer. No, he's not a pylon. He doesn't just stand there and look. Never mind. Right. No, no, I know what you mean, but you can call it what it. You can call it what it is. Who won the Grey Cup this year? Oh, it was Calgary with the pylon. Okay, I remember that. No question about it. No question about it. But, hey, Ricky Ray could survive in Calgary. (laughs) No, he couldn't. Why not? He's not going to get touched. Well, no, 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 but you'd have to worry about him tripping over the artificial turf and killing himself, okay? No, he should retire. Ricky Ray should retire. Okay. Nobody's going to argue with that, okay? Nobody arguing nope. that Ricky Ray should retire. But, like I'm saying right now, that's quality quarterback that would make the Calgary Stampeders an amazing football team. No, I don't believe that because I think Ricky Ray has passed his time, skill level, everything. I think he's done. Okay? He ripped the Stampeders apart last, two years ago in the Grey Cup. Ripped them apart. Yeah, now you're exaggerating a little bit, okay? There was two plays. Two plays, yes. There was two plays where a defensive back jumped the ball too soon. He's no longer in Calgary. I don't know if you guys noticed that. (laughs) And and so Rip would be an overstatement, okay? And I'm thinking – you know, but if we can't we can't pick a front running in the CFL until this all itself out. Oh, sure we can. We can do no, anything we, can. we want. You can't let it make no sense. Things out of our ass, and it's, it's very viable. Well, yeah, but when you say who's the front runner in the West, you you really you really it really I can't pick. You know why I can't pick? Because you know. I don't care if they have if they have Warren Moon as the greatest and three of the greatest CFL receivers ever. I'm not going to pick the Eskimos, and I'm not going to pick Saskatchewan. Okay, and my two favorites are Winnipeg and Calgary, and then and and then BC is the close third. So I'm I I can't pick unless Winnipeg because they have quarterbacks right now. And what do you think? Or you did. You picked Calgary. Okay. I picked Calgary. They're, Calgary they're a dominant force in this league, and that's, that's not going to change. 
Well, yeah, but these things do change, Christopher. They really do change. They don't change for Calgary as fast as they change for other teams, but they do change. <laughs> I don't I mean, believe as long as John Huffnagel has the reins of this football team, Calgary is going to dip. Other teams might get better, but I don't think that Calgary is going to dip. And the other teams right now don't look like they're getting better. Well, and, and you know, trying. the bottom line, the bottom line, the last time I had this, this crappy feeling was uh, 2001, okay, where Calgary didn't have a quarterback, okay, because I think that was the year Jeff Garcia left. And they didn't have a starting quarterback, and they brought in Marcus Crandall, okay? And what did they won do? A great they, won, they won a great cup, okay? I guess a bomber team that just went out and drank too much the night before. But, hey, anything can happen. It's the CFL. I agree. I mean, once again, in the CFL, the best thing about the CFL is any team can win any season, no matter how bad they were last year. Well, Toronto's done that. They went from worst to best to worst. Yep. Absolutely. And like I mean, we keep saying, with all the free agents, Montreal could win the Grey Cup easily. Nah. Even with, oh, yeah. Spend enough that's money. A, that's a stretch, Mark. That's a stretch. Come on. Yeah, you spend enough money. Yeah, you look at your GM first off. Cavis Reed. Do you think he could put a <laughs> team win a Grey Cup? Come on. Give your head a shake, okay? <laughs> like, no, not going to happen. I'm sorry. Montreal could not win the Grey Cup. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Regardless of what you well, fairy tale well, you believe. Here's my here's my question. This this Canadian kid is the quarterback from Quebec side with Montreal, right? Yeah. Hugo. Hugo, right. Okay, so he's got right now, he's got two in my mind, two quarterbacks that could start and maybe even a third, and he signs a Canadian quarterback? Like, really? What are you doing? And says that he's not changing positions. He's not doing a, a, a Sinopoly what thing. You, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you bored? Are you just plain stupid? I'm going with the latter. You know, he did it for the media attention because the kids from Quebec. Maybe yep. that'll put asses in the maybe that'll put asses in the stands. No, what'll put asses in the stands is if you win some football games. So, I don't know. Hey, they won. They won five games last year. Your point is. How? <laughs> Calgary lost three straight games last year. How? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I said. It. It. This is gonna be. 
I got a feeling this is going to be one of the interesting seasons ever. Only because the free agent stuff and these guys are all going to the NHL or all go to the NFL. Now, if if the majority of these guys get cut, like I know and believe is going to happen, yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you do you make room for them on your roster by cutting other guys? You have to, or well, or somebody else is going to sign them, right? Who's who puts their team together with the most possibility of grabbing NFL cutoffs in September? Because it's September, Simpla. isn't it? Where they get cut? Yeah. And who's going to have the money at that point? That's what I mean. Well, who's going to have the space? Yeah. Nobody. But do you, that's but what do happened you, with Big Hill. Right. But do you hold off on the money, signing other guys and not sign all of them, expecting certain guys to come back, and then those certain guys don't come back, and then you're screwed? Yeah. Okay. So what happens if Calgary goes and signs a quality quarterback because Bo Levi went to the NFL? Okay. And they've shot their wad, and then Bo says, "I'm coming back. I want five hundred grand." Right. Is, what does Calgary do? They cut the they cut their quarterback and bring Bo back. What if they're winning like they always do? Yeah. What if they what What if they're at ten and zero at that point in time? Um, they cut their quarterback and bring him back. <laughs> you just proved that it's the team and not the quarterback. So why not play with the other guy? Uh, because maybe the other guy has the same aspirations as Bo, and he wants to sign in the NFL in two years, and then BC actually signs Bo, and, and he's good there, and Calgary never gets another shot at him. He, he, Bo Levi Mitchell would not excel in any team in the CFL but Calgary. And Winnipeg. No, possibly Winnipeg. Okay? Now, that would be a coup for Kyle Walters, but he'd pay him way too much. It, yeah, it's I just mean, a simple Bo, fact. He, he will was, not get the protection that he gets in Calgary anywhere else. Well, no, because if both sides in Winnipeg, Kyle Walters will give him a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but his old, his old, his entire offensive line will average two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it it they, what happens? What happens to Bo when he gets cut in September and he comes back to the CFL and says, "Calgary, please take me." And Calgary says. No, I'm ten and zero. I got somebody that's cheaper, and everything's wonderful. It, it, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I got thirty seconds left of the show. I got to wrap it up. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number three hundred and four. I've been your host Christopher Jones, and we've talked football very quickly. I got to do this in zero time left. Okay, uh, say good night, Mark. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Okay, yeah, we're going to do this show on Wednesdays now, right up and through free agency. We might do an extra show around there. Who knows? Uh, Will, your turn. Good night. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Okay, take off, sign off. Goodbye.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.